Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels, Lockdown, F1, Sim Racing, How Many More Categories Can I Fit In podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. That was a really long beginning. I Lee. Know, I, know it was, I know it was. And uh, joining us tonight, our special guest is... About to introduce himself. Oh, Matt's, Matt Steele. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Matt. Hi, Matt. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us. You've been um, you've been a mainstay of the Discord channel since we uh, since we set it up a few weeks ago. And uh, just want to thank you from all of us for all the help on that because none of us have a clue with what we're doing about it. Oh, my pleasure. And um, you've been kind of our resident sim racing coach as well since uh, since all this started. I suppose so. I mean, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel there, but uh, but you know, glad to help. Well, you, you shouted at me and got a second off my lap time. That worked. <laughs> <laughs> You're having microphone difficulties having again. serious microphone issues tonight. I just, I just love technology. So, Matt, um, you've got a bit of a background in, well, real racing, sim racing, and racing in the movies, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I've been sim racing since uh, 2000 and, well, really since like the, the console games, Gran Turismo and all that, but started it properly in sim around 2007, been doing that ever since and uh yeah a few years ago when i was working for disney was able to do some some pretty cool uh crossover work with uh helping them uh consult on uh some of the driving sequences they were doing right what uh, what films did you work on in particular oh gosh uh well <laughs> a lot uh started started off at dreamworks in uh 2002 so started first film there was shark tale um, so do you, do you want me to list, list them all or, <laughs> you know, I, I can, but I worked on B movies, okay. Favorites. Oh, how to train your dragon, Kung Fu Panda, uh, Zootopia. I believe it was called Zootropolis in Europe. Um, uh, let's see what else. Um, big hero six, wreck it Ralph, wreck it Ralph two, frozen Moana. Yeah. A lot all of the big ones then. Yeah. Easy. That's, Amazing. That's, that's one that hell, is an impressive list. That's a hell of a CV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot of work, too. The, uh, yeah, it's, it takes an army to do these things. We have like, I think I figured out one time Kung Fu Panda took 4,000 labor years between wow. all the people Jesus. and all the years that it was worked on. <laughs> yeah, four, four millennium of if one person had been doing it. Sounds like mixing one of these shows on a bad week. <laughs> <laughs> so what nothing, are those, nothing which one of those... Cut. <laughs> so which one of those movies did you end up doing uh doing like a like a, a racing part in that was wreck it ralph 2 so i don't know if any of you guys have seen that uh but there's a big uh, like grand theft auto type uh game set in the in the film and there's a, a really big race sequence where vanellope is uh being chased by kind of the resident hot shoe uh played by um oh what's her name wonder woman um, Gal Gadot. Uh, Gal Gadot, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they wanted it to be as realistic as, as they could get it. I mean, obviously, it's in a video game, so it could take license. But, they, you know, they explicitly said, we want people who really know how to drive cars to be able to look at this and go, yeah, they got that right. So um, we brought in all kinds of people to, uh, to consult, like Josh Fry, who did all the stunt driving on the John Wick series, uh, which interest, I have a little interesting story about that. It's kind of cool. 
remind me when we get to the end of this. Um, I actually brought in Ben Collins to give a talk. It was the Stig, of course. Um, yeah. And, 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 then, and, a, and a multiple time total shunt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I tried to, I, I pinged him to see if he'd come on the show, but he, he's, he's hit and miss when it comes to replying. Um, Keep trying. But, Keep trying. Uh, yeah, I, I will. So, um, and then what I did was, uh, my, my, my job is, uh, was, uh, character TD. So character technical director, which also meant doing a couple different things. Um, on the front end of a film, I would build uh, rigs for characters and props, things like cars. So that's basically turning a static model into a puppet that can be animated and moved around and stuff. Um, and then, uh, on the back end of the show did uh, cleanup and simulation work. So like sim clothing, hair, um, cleanup animation after the animation performance, uh, and also um, a kind of effects animation work on things like cars and stuff like that. So um, I was kind of heavily involved in the mechanical side of what they were doing with the cars and kind of helped tech their their tires and, and get them to uh, deform the way they would deform on the ground and all that. But then also served as a consultant for the actual driving of the vehicles. So I helped arrange a, uh, I put together a, a racing school for the animation supervisors and brought them out to, um, brought them out to uh, Willow Springs and we had a big, big day and I served as a consultant there. And then it was shot for reference for a couple of things. Um, there's actually a shot where um, Gal Gadot's character does a, a heel toe downshift and then flips, the, does a flip around and jumps you know, through some debris and stuff. And the, one of the animators came to me and asked me about the heel toe stuff. And he's like, could you, could you shoot some reference for me? I'm like, sure. So he actually had a sim rig set up at his desk had like a G 27 wheel, a little shifter and everything. And he filmed me on his phone doing a heel toe, um, a heel toe downshift and, and turn. And then he used that as the reference for that shot of her doing that. So I thought that was kind of a nice, neat little, Neat little deal. I'll never look at Gal Gadot's feet in the same way again. <laughs> yeah, you know Ben played Gal Gadot in uh, in um, Fast and the Furious. He he doubled for her. There's a there's a picture on his Instagram of him as a double, and it's 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 amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Are they the same yeah. build? Uh, not exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> the white racing suit and crash helmet would probably have given it away, though. I'm guessing they had to sort of remove that in post. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they had to do a lot of work in post. <laughs> uh, the Josh Fry story, let me tell you that before we um, move on. It was actually pretty cool. So there was another racing sequence in Big Hero 6 where they're running away from the big baddie and they do this jump over railroad tracks as a train is coming and it's sort of a jump and then it goes sideways in midair and then lands and it drifts sideways and then carries off so if you'll note if you guys see john wick too yeah. no i haven't okay it's it's pretty awesome so uh at the beginning of john wick 2 he's stealing his car back that was stolen from the first film and yep. in this big kind of showcase stunt he jumps sideways out of a warehouse and then lands and drifts and goes forward and so josh fry was i questioned that at the time i questioned that <laughs> i when i saw it i thought now nah, hang on a second the, the way the way that car lands i'm not entirely sure that wouldn't go over yeah no that was real that was 100 percent real and he broke two of the three cars doing it um and and was terrified because he only had three cars um, and managed to get it to get it done. But uh, so that jump, he was he was going over that sequence with us um, in this big talk that, that he was doing. 
for the studio. And he goes, uh, yeah, that stunt was so cool. It was inspired because uh, one of my kids was watching an animated movie. And I don't, I don't remember what it was, but somebody jumped over railroad tracks sideways and landed in a drift. And we're like, that's that's ours. We did that. That was that was figure nice. six. So cool. that inspired art, inspired <laughs> art. Kind of cool. That is, that is fantastic. Um, right. Now, we can't talk sim racing without um, <laughs> Indianapolis at the weekend. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> was, that was you crashing. You would pick the best week to come on. <laughs> totally. Oh yeah, I've got I've, I've got words. <laughs> I've got thoughts. Please share them the with internet. as many people as possible. The internet has a lot of thoughts, and uh, yeah. The, the internet caught fire just after <laughs> after what happened in Indianapolis. I don't I don't think I've seen so many opinions flying forwards and backwards. And yeah, it was crazy. So what what was your take on it all, Matt? We'll start well, with like, wherever like you want to start. <laughs> like most opinions, mine are correct, right? So uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, the, the the big incident that everybody was screaming about is the Simon Pagano incident, where Lando came to back up him and and wrecked out, right? And there was, you know, there was some conspiracy theories and talk. And, you know, Simon Pagano said he was going to wreck Lando when he was leaving from the pits. Because earlier in the race, uh, Lando was doing a, a three-wide pass down the inside, which pushed, I forget who he was passing. But uh, he went up high, and Pagano was stuck up on the top by the wall. There was a touch. Pagano was, was knocked out of the race. Everybody was angry at the, at the F1 driver who doesn't know how to drive ovals, which I <laughs> thought that was funny. Uh, and he comes back out of the pits and uh, closes up the field, lets Lando get near him with four laps to go with him in the lead. And then he lifts and breaks, lifts off turn four, starts to break to straight line, and Lando hits him and it, and it wrecks. So, you know, the story was, and Pagano admitted this, he wasn't planning on there causing a wreck, but he was, you know, he wanted to slow Lando down so his, his IndyCar buddy would, would go and take the win. And I've got some problems with this because, yes, it's a game. Of course, but so is the Super Bowl. So is you know the World Series and every football match. They're all games. Now there's more stakes in some than other, but you have two people competing. It's a game, right? But with racing, racing games, racing simulators, and real racing, they're both games, and they're both racing. So the people who do sim racing do either do it for a living or do it as a really serious hobby, or you know pros that take it very seriously like Lando Norris and Max Verstappen, they take it very very seriously. It is as serious of racing as it is when they're in a real car driving. Now there's no mortal stakes, but uh, you know if you have pros that come in and treat it flippantly and do crap like that, you know it it, it really. It's not cool. It would be like an NBA player coming off the court and playing street ball and then just ruining the game and calling it not real basketball. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, and the fact is, if, if Pagano had done something like that in a real race, even if there, ha if there hadn't have been an accident, it had just been a purposeful interference to slow somebody down, that's going to be hit with sporting regs. Somebody's going to, there's going to be time penalties, there's going to be stop and go, there's going to be something to penalize for it. If there's an actual, if it causes an accident, you know, that's points on a license. So obviously that's not a factor here because these aren't real cars, but, you know, when, when sim racers are in there doing it, they're taking it as seriously as they're taking it in real life. I race in real life, I race in sim racing. They're both the stakes are equal to me. I don't get paid to race in either. I spend a whole lot less money racing and eye racing than I do in real life. Uh, but the, you know, the, if I win both, they're both the same. You know, and we all race together, and we're all we all take it very seriously. So you know, with the light being shed on sim racing, I want to see more. Uh, I I don't like seeing people just 
taking it jokingly. Like a lot of some of the F1 races have some of the participants kind of, they just flippantly goop off with it. And it's just, it's not cool because it, you know, there is a lot of people out there that, that really enjoy it and take it, take it seriously as a form of competition. Yeah. I do actually enjoy the, the, the Formula One one. I think, like you say, I, I, it, I don't think it's taken seriously enough. Um, as for the, like the IndyCar incident, I think the the thing that upset me most about it was the timing for it. You know, it's there's a reason why all these professional drivers are doing the sim racing instead of doing the real racing, and the like. People watch sport because they want an escape from the real world, and if there's ever a case where people need an escape from the real world, it's right now. So it's the lack of respect for the fans watching. That's what really upset me about what he did. Yeah, hundred percent. And then he and he admitted it. He's like, I was trying to slow you down. I, you know, I mean, that's yeah. Uh, you know, I still like Simon Pagano, but uh, I think that that was just a case of somebody coming in from real life and not taking it as seriously as other people are. And that, you know, yeah, that's exactly what it was, as far as as far as I could tell. But they, do you think this reflects badly? Or poorly on on IndyCar more than more than Simon Pagano or you know anyone else who may have been involved in any any other incident during the race because there were a few. Um, but the the fact that the so many non IndyCar uh, fans may have been watching the uh, the esports race, the iRacing, whatever you want to you call it, the sim race, um, purely because Lando Norris was was, was there. There's a lot of F1 eyes, especially young F1 eyes on that particular race and it appears that that's now that like, it was like indycar versus f1 and they yeah. deliberately took the f1 driver out so for me i think indycar has possibly lost a lot of young eyes especially over this side of the atlantic like watching what might happen in indycar because the racing in indycar is usually pretty good but that sours it hugely, and I think for a lot of people, they're just like, "Well, you know, stuff IndyCar." If that's what happens when you know they're they're, they're losing. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, it also, also, you know, some of it is not really up to their control. I racing as a sim racing platform, it's not the perfect platform. It's good. I mean, for especially for for matched racing, where you're not racing with a known group of people, and and you need to be ranked with people that are your at your same skill level and, and crashiness level. Um, but it's got some, it does have some drawbacks. I mean, the rear, one of the things you'll hear from a lot of experienced drivers is that you can't feel the rear end of the car as well in that title. So it leads to more spins and more incidences than, than most. And that, that leads to sketchier racing. So, I mean, some of it, yeah, the Pagano thing was a, was a legit, that was just a, a, a stupid move. But uh, some of the other incidences are just, that's just what you get when you're in sim because you can't feel the rear end of the car. You don't have as much situational awareness, and and you add to that uh, net code, which is the kind of the slang for latency contact. Where, you know, I, I've got my car driving down the road, and and I, my computer is aware of whether other person is relative to me, and then they've got their car driving down the road. They're, you know, they know where I'm at, but the two because there's there's latency and how long it takes a ping to get back and forth. Um, there might be contact perceived by one and not the other or contact where there wasn't contact, things like that. So you have to leave a lot more room than you have to leave in real life too. Right. So, okay. you know, that, that all that stuff makes it a drawback for, for, um, 
for televised competitive sim racing. But it's it's better than it's ever been before, and it's keeps getting better. So, I mean, look, just looking at the uh, the whole IndyCar presentation, and um, we've said, we've said this on the last couple of shows that you know that um, the broadcasters are treating it in the same way, the same way that they treat a normal race. Yes, that's great to see. You know, v- virtual grid walks. You get the national anthem. Um, you get the form discussions between the uh, between the commentator and the analyst before you know before the flag drops, and it is to all intents and purposes a race. It's just not being held on a real circuit, and right. you know that they've really won on that, which is something that I keep saying they've definitely got over F one. Yeah. Oh yeah. F one is is very hypey, and I mean the racing is fun because you got some people in there that really know what they're doing and are taking it very seriously. And then you get um, Herbert. Or yeah, Ian then you've got Poulter. the people that don't know what they're doing. Yeah, um, but you don't ever see in a professional sporting. Yeah, you, know, you don't see the the club guy that's just signed up for his first, you know, public league uh, hockey out on the, you know, on the ice with NHL stars, and it's an NHL game. It's uh, <laughs> kind of funny to 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 watch Johnny Herbert. You know. Yeah, he is, he is, he is usually pretty laughable. Oh, sorry, comedic. <laughs> same. same uh, same thing. Um, yeah, Matt, one of the other things that you're involved with, and I know Chris is looking forward to talking about this, is Robo Race. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and I'm not going to talk about it at all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I come, on, just come, on, kidding. come on, Chris, you can coax it out of him. <laughs> so go, yeah, well, well uh, what do you want to know? Um, well, you, Chris, all yours. Yeah, no, go on, Paul. You go first because I've got. Uh, I'll, I'll have. Why does questions. it exist? Is that, is that the first question? <laughs> no, well, or are we trying what, to put real was, drivers out of business? What I was going to say was. What I was going to say was for um, for the benefit of listeners that haven't heard about this before. Do you want to give a little bit of a primer as to um, what it's all about? Sure. So Robo Race is a racing series for autonomous vehicles, full size race car, autonomous vehicles, um, and the main Robo car is a bespoke you know, custom design racing vehicle, all wheel drive. And then there's also a dev bot, which is based on an LMP, uh, Ganetta LMP2 chassis, um, which is pretty slick. Uh, so the idea is that Robo Race provides the vehicle and provides baseline and uh, uh, teams, universities, OEMs, hobbyists provide uh, autonomous software to drive these cars around and compete with one another um, in a racing environment. So that that's in a just that's what Robo Race is. So uh, the reason for it is I get a lot of guys. You know, when I first started working there, I got a lot of, of uh, chaff from guys at the track. You know, you're trying to take away our hobby, and nobody wants to watch robots racing around each other. And it's it's well, yeah, that's true. It's not intended to replace racing. It's not intended to be like right. Well, we're no longer going to have drivers in a car. It's actually the argument's about safety. So and and safety for everything, not just racing, for road cars. Because we're entering a world where autonomous vehicles are going to be abundant. They're going to be all over the place. And right now, um, for the most part, autonomous vehicles are trained to do what road cars do, which is drive around the road, obeying the speed limits and stopping at stop signs and doing all that stuff. And uh, you know anybody that has ever driven a race car knows that the rules for how you control a car when it's over the limit of the design spec of the car is completely different than the rules for how you control a car when you're going on surface trees. Let's take take an example. We're going around a mountain road up here. We have mountain roads all over the place, and you know you there's a uh, there is a rock that's in the middle of the road, kind of in the center line, and you're taking a right hand turn. 
Well, you might go, oh, to avoid it, you turn right a little bit more and, you know, you skirt around it and you're fine because under the limits of the car, you turn right, the car is going to go right. But if you were at the limit of the vehicle, let's say there's rain or water across the road, uh, and so you're, you're right at that limit of grip, if you turn right, the car doesn't go right, the car goes straight. Because what you've done is you've increased the slip angle of the tire beyond the optimum slip, and you give away the front traction, the car goes into an understeer situation, and you push forward, and you might hit a car that's oncoming. So what RoboRace is designed to do is to allow people to train autonomous technologies to run at those limits all the time so that when you do you know when an autonomous car is driving around and there's a, a kid playing in the street and there's water on the road it can avoid and do what it needs to do in a way that's not going to put anybody in danger so that that's that's the basic principle why why it's being done have there been any instances with it where you found actually that would have been better with a human driver in in, in robo race yeah have there been any sort of instances where you thought actually that would play out in theory <laughs> slightly differently if there was if it wasn't autonomous well sure i mean it's it's also it's also been in its infancy you know there have been some showcase races and and uh we haven't had you know fast pack racing yet um but uh you know with a human driver ads it behaves differently the autonomous technology it's it's going to drive differently than a human driver right now you know we can do hill climbs we can do time trial runs we can do some some car to car running and uh you know a human is going to make a lot more uh fine-tuned decisions because it'll be able to get feedback from the tires and what's going on and, and that's you know right now it's too early to say that it, that you can even really compare the two um i would say once once the training gets to where these cars can can really sense what's going on with the grip and can, you know, adjust in that way, then you'll probably start seeing more, uh, more variances. And, and, um, you know, our, potentially it could be that a human driver wouldn't be able to do as, as good of a job, but they might be able to do a better job. They're, they're, they were planning, uh, an event with Lucas Degrassi doing a, a time trial challenge with him behind the wheel. And then, uh, the autonomous, um, technology behind the wheel. And so that, that was, uh, I think that was supposed to be coming up soon, but then this uh, COVID thing kind of shut everything down. So it'll be interesting to see if they uh, if they do manage to reschedule it. Right. Chris, do you want to start with your what was it you said earlier? Hundreds of questions? <laughs> not hundreds no, of questions. Not quite hundreds. <laughs> not, not quite dozens. Hundreds. Not quite hundreds. That's exactly what you've already touched on. There is kind of one of the things I was going to say anyway. Was going to be the road relevance sort of thing of it. Um, obviously. Um, all motorsport wants to have some kind of road relevance, but it seems like Robo races uh, is well ahead of that in terms of the autonomous car. But as you've already uh, kind of touched on that, I've I've seen a couple of um, Robo races when when um, I think it was last year they they, they were you involved in the uh, was it the two car race uh, the I don't, I don't know where it was. There's a two car race. It was I think it was the first ever robotic race between. Um, completely autonomous race between two vehicles i think they were university teams i don't know if you were involved in that but the um my my main question is how many vehicles do you think you can get on a circuit could you have a full field of like 24 cars was that is that viable i mean there's nothing theoretically stopping that um you know they they can communicate with one another and they can communicate with race control via a bunch of different technologies so there's nothing i don't think there's any fundamental limit to the number of cars you could have on track i mean technically you could probably have more cars on track 
than you would want to safely do with humans behind the wheel because they could coordinate with each other and and drive probably more safely. But um, that's a lot of cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of cars to build. Yeah, it is, <laughs> and a lot of crash damage to repair if something goes wrong. Did Did you have anything to do with that with that one? I don't know if you, if you know no. the one I'm talking about, but it was uh, it was I think it was two university teams that had um, a, a a robot uh, autonomous vehicles. Uh, I think it was the first ever. Um, race between two autonomous vehicles but obviously robo race is looking to be like the su- support um a support series isn't it so are we, well, we're going to yeah, be seeing at- the vehicles and and uh and other teams come in to do the the actual competition you know code writing and and that sort of thing yeah um, because the 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 engineers aren't engineers as such are they? they they as you say they code it so that you know the autonomous vehicle can find its own limits which to me is completely weird because obviously a driver goes out and finds limits uh, in a car, you know, Oh, okay. Well, I can feel that movement. You're kind of teaching a robot to feel where the levels of grip start going. And that to me is completely mind blowing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, all, everything we do, we're in a car, what we feel about the seat of our pants. I mean, essentially we, we've got biological accelerator accelerometers, you know, and we can tell when something's slipping and sliding and rotating and we can feel the weight load up and, you know, it's just, it's just physics. And so there's nothing to prevent some other, you know, uh, some other system in the car from being able to determine, I mean, we, you know, our, the cars we drive have accelerometers and then we can determine, you know, you look at MoTeC data and you can get G load for uh, lateral longitudinal vertical. And from that, you can look at that based on the compression of, of the, of the shocks and things like that. And, that's how you tune the car. So it's actually not that much of a step. The only difference is it's way more consistent because they don't have any uh, bias. It's like grown-up RC racing almost. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Except it's not RC at all. It's it's it goes no. out on its own and it does its thing no, on its own. It's com- yeah. yeah, yeah. It's completely autonomous, yeah. And that's what that's right. what really baffles me, the fact that it is completely autonomous. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, you hear my dog? Um, that's, that's the dog that there you warned about. <laughs> Let me go open the door for her just a moment. Service dog. <laughs> um, is well, this our first pod dog? I think, yeah. This We've, we've had we, plenty of podcasts. Yeah, we've never had a pod dog before. Always breaking new and ground. And we're back. <laughs> yeah, well, just, just so while you're away, Matt, this is, this is our first pod dog, because we're normally a pod cat-based show. I have I have two dogs and they're both amazing. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for a cat to jump on the mixing desk again. No, they're quiet. Leave them be. Yeah, definitely. Um, you don't want don't want my dog to jump on a mixing desk. <laughs> <laughs> Would be bad. So, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Chris, do you have any? Have you got any more questions? No, I don't think so. As I said, my main thing was going to be about the. Uh, the road relevance but matt already touched on that when he was doing his kind of introduction thing which you know it's it's nice to see that there's a a a form of motorsport that uh is pre-empting what the road relevance is going to be rather than sort of you know reacting to what's already out there right yeah yeah i mean with autonomous road vehicles starting to creep in you know there's trials in various places and i'm sure Uber want to bring them in as soon as possible so that um, they can take even more money away from drivers. Um, you know, it, it's probably going to be a fairly, fairly common sight, I'd say, within about 20 years. Yeah, they got a lot of work to do, though. It's not there yet. Um, 
I don't I don't I I don't like how autonomous quote unquote modes and vehicles will turn the autonomous mode off when it senses it's about to get into trouble. That <laughs> 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 kind of defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I I think that, that I, I have a I actually drive a Tesla because my commute is so long that I, I wanted to get something electric and and. Uh, and comfortable and it's really good in stop and go traffic but it will is if it senses trouble it will turn it will just <laughs> return control to me immediately without any warning and you know <laughs> i i have to wonder when i hear the stats of oh all these autonomous models with no accidents like i wonder i wonder how many accidents have occurred right after it decided to turn itself off <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's like true. i've that's i've true. never hurt myself not falling downstairs <laughs> is sort of <laughs> yeah that's true is that the kind of uh, I was going to say, it's true artificial intelligence because it knows when to shut up and let somebody else take the blame. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say it's probably going the other way, isn't it? Is it going the other way where, um, you know, they realize they're in danger, therefore if they just turn off, they can't be hurt? <laughs> yeah, yeah, as they go to sleep. It's like closing your yeah. eyes get in trouble yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to program every single car with Asimov's three rules of robotics it's only a matter of time before we are enslaved Skynet is a th- hang on I'll turn into Lee <laughs> yeah. hey if, if we're going to compete with the Isle of Wight we need our own David Icke and I'm ready for it <laughs> Yeah, I just decided to preemptively work for them so that, you know. <laughs> That's one thing I want to know about this Isle of Wight um, track, um, mobile phone tracking app. Why are they testing it on a place where one of the world's biggest conspiracy theorists lives? That's the conspiracy. <laughs> There's a Netflix documentary being being shot. You just can't tell. <laughs> When I put my microphone back together, because it's just fallen over again, I guess we better talk some Formula One because there has actually been some F1 news today for the second Monday on the trot. It's shocking, this, isn't it? Monday news. Yeah, I'm, I'm not used to this. I'm, I'm all, all lined up ready to do jump cuts on a Tuesday, and there aren't any at the minute. Um, it looks like the budget cap's been passed. No, it's been lowered. Well, yeah, the, the new yeah. lower budget cap has been passed as well. So it's down to $145 million now. Yes, that is what Ross Braun has said in interview with Sky Sports F1, I believe. And Ferrari didn't complain and threaten to quit again. Well, they did. If you are furloughed, you cannot (laughs) complain. If you're not in the office to complain, you can't complain. I think a complaint is just like an auto-reply email for them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've got Ferraris out of office. That's good enough. I like the idea that it was just an email that comes through saying, sorry there's no one here to, uh, here to answer your email at the moment. We deny your request. <laughs> and we may consider quitting Formula One. We'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so um, basically what the, bu- what the budget cap is now covering is um, all team expenses apart from salaries and other some other things. But they're being a bit vague on what the and other things are. It's basically there, like open for exploitation by whoever can afford the best accountant. So Ferrari then. <laughs> it's just that's a weird budget. It's like it's like budgeting for a kitchen remodel and be like, yeah, well, you have ten thousand dollars, but it's only for tile. <laughs> yeah, the of the oven is extra. 
Sorry, I'm just... Yeah, you can spend whatever you want on the rest of the kitchen, but just uh, you can you must only spend ten thousand dollars on tiles. Right. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, of tiles. It, it, yeah, the thing is, I don't know of any other sport where where you know, uh, and a lot a lot of people, thirty million dollars is obviously a huge amount of money, but when it comes to a sport like Formula One, you chop thirty million dollars out of the budget. That that that's quite a chunk. Whether you know that's thirty million that's probably going to be usually it's pretty like a, well spent. It's like a seat insert. Yeah, exactly. That's, does that mean Grosjean <laughs> yeah. will not be able to crash anymore? Because that's that's got to be his damage budget, pretty much. Why do you think they simplified the front wings? <laughs> Now I have to say, I, the the spending that they do in Formula One is like government spending. I, I there's a, a sim builder out here in LA that makes these really amazing, like eighty, hundred thousand dollar sims, and they were converting um, Nico Rosberg's Williams to a sim rig, and so they had all the bits there. They had the steering wheel, which was the actual the steering wheel that's I guess worth more than my house, and the circuit board and the steering wheel itself. There is no way. I mean, it's like fifteen dollars worth of components. It's not. It's not a two hundred fifty thousand dollar wheel. It just somebody <laughs> spent, you know, six it's years R&D, of labor time to, yeah, to to put it together. But the actual construction, these things are, you know, they're not any more complicated than something you'll see on an actual like sim rig somewhere. Well, I think I think the main the main thing is a lot of the teams write off the costs of R and D and production. And claim that they're going into other areas. So yeah, they write those off through like their technology arms. So like Williams have a technology firm that they could say, oh, it was it was applied technology, and it just happens to have an F one angle. Yeah, you make components for fridge shelves. Why do you need a two hundred and fifty thousand pound steering wheel <laughs> in a fridge? It's important to be able to steer your Ooh. fridge. Never know. <laughs> But um, yeah, it looks so. That uh, that budget cap, it's going to be brought in at the start of next season. Correct. I thought that's what I read. I read it, so looked at it very quickly um, earlier on today, and that still means that for the rest of 2020, even though they're not allowed to work on the 2022 cars, which were the 2021 cars, um, it's still unlimited spending. So, how much of that? how much money are they going to be spending for things that can be carried over? Because the cars aren't going to be an entire redesign. Not everything from the ground up, every single component, surely. So there's still going to be teams getting away with it. And it, it just strikes me that the, bu- the budget cap as a whole is there to be completely exploited. And we'll, we'll see it dicked about by, I'm not saying just Ferrari, but other teams as well. Well, are they bringing the 2021 rules in to 2022? So that would mean that there would be complete rebuilds, complete, completely new cars, completely new designs. The engine is pretty much the same, isn't it? Yeah, um, but I think there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of areas where teams will look at what's going on. The we'll, we'll just call it the next generation because we've joked about 2021 happening five years down the line enough before. It's what we call it's what we call Formula E as well, wasn't it? When they did Gen Two, yeah, next generation. So, but I, th- I think team, teams are going to be looking now and putting money into what's going to be on the on this next generation of cars, 
whilst making it look like they're going to be bolting them onto the cars that they're going to be using this season and next. There'll, there'll be ways around it, but I suppose the thing is, if there's a budget cap in place, and which seems to be, you know, it's, it's quite a hard budget cap from what teams were spending. If it just drags the spending back even slightly, it's doing its job, isn't it? They obviously know people are going to, like, exploit it, but it's got to be better, like, a team trying to exploit loopholes for a £140 million budget cap than running into Formula 1 and spending £300 million a year. And that's just on the coffee machine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I th- don't, get me, don't get me wrong, I think it's a good thing, and it will, it will, let, um, it will let the smaller teams... Um, which I think now really are only Williams, Williams and Haas. Haas is Haas is a different case, but yeah, Williams, Haas, and maybe to an extent McLaren before they got the last glut of money in from Latifi. Yeah. And Racing Point, Racing Even Point. Even though they're well. now Aston Martin and have many millions behind them. I was going to say they've, they've got uh, they've, they've got a practically limitless uh, limitless pot that Lawrence I- will throw in. I think what you what you separate there, rather than saying the smaller teams, you separate the um, independent teams, aren't you? The independent teams from the manufacturers, and I'm caught, uh, I'm including Red Bull there as a manufacturer just because of the the might of the Red Bull industry machine behind them. Well, they are they are the kind of de facto Honda factory team, really, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and they they've got the you know they've got the budget of a major car manufacturer to spend on their own anyway. Um, but on the subject of Red Bull, something Christian Horner said over the weekend mm, was I'm sure that was riveting. Uh, it was actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Actually. Was it something? That, was it something that will end up benefiting Christian Horner? I, I'm going to go with yes. I don't know where this is going, <laughs> but I think so. Well, funnily enough, customer cars talking about bringing those back. Interesting. Allowing independent hmm. privateer teams to buy a Red Bull, for instance. Uh, he was only saying <laughs> last year's car, and then had an example of when Toro Rosso started. They bought last year's Red Bull. <laughs> so is that something they would be able to spend research and money on, and not officially call it part of their team? Does it would be a third pro, like a, a side project that yeah. they could put money into. It would it would be servicing the customer cars and develop helping the helping their customers develop their car up to spending one hundred and forty five million. Mm-hmm. I'm calling a creative accountancy bullshit on that one. No, I, I know what it is. If they're selling, if they're selling a car to another team, surely that counts as profit, so that offsets some of the. Oh, yeah, budget. could be that. Hmm. Possibly, I think it might. It might be good to see what that can uh, what that can do to the grid. Because I mean, you look at the you look at up to the nineties, and there was teams that went down the full customer car route, and they they just bought everything in kit form and put it together themselves. Not being funny. Is this not getting towards Lee's idea of fucking sacrifice the small teams to Baphomet and allow the big teams to run three cars? Isn't that kind of essentially what you're doing? Um, yes, but with a slight difference because the team, you know, the teams themselves wouldn't be doing it. Say, you, we start three legs, four wheels racing. I tell you what, we won't be doing. 
Yeah, <laughs> we need a driver. Um, I tell you what, they won't be. What we won't be doing is if we bought a Red Bull customer car, is being allowed to race Max Verstappen very much. <laughs> very true. But yeah, we 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 start three legs four wheels racing, and we we buy a red we buy a Red Bull. Well, we'd have, we'd have to buy two Red Bulls because you need to enter two cars. Um, we would we would have to basically run those cars, provide the provide the pit crew, provide the mechanics, provide the engineers, um, glue it back together, glue it back together when uh, we hired Grosjean and he stuck it into a wall. We're not hiring Grosjean. No, I'm I'm on the board of directors. We're not hiring Grosjean. Two two have yeah, but spoken. If you do that, I mean, if you do that, you're going to return back to the days of the two tire manufacturers, where you have like an A class and a B class field. You're going to have the major the major car manufacturers, and then the you know customer car teams are all going to be up there at the front, and then everybody else is going to be stacked back three seconds a lap. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's why we get rid of Williams, Haas, and. Alpha, Alpha Romeo, and give every other car three cars. Well, I think Haas is uh, not long for this one, personally. Oh, I can't me. see. I can't see Gene Haas just pouring money into it if 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 they're not doing anything. He, he sounded very much like he checked out, didn't he, during what to call it? Drive to survive. That's the one. Yeah, it sounded like this was their last chance year, and with mm-hmm. all this, with the you know, I'm sure he's taking a hit because yeah. you know he does he does commercial commercial manufacturing, and so. Yeah, it, he's got to be seriously considering not returning for the next year. And and it's not like the team is, you know, this dominant team that somebody's waiting in the wings to scoop up and purchase. I wonder if um, the actually the COVID situation might help Haas because it's gone on this long. We're not going to get much of a season now uh, towards the end of the year. Next year's cars are going to be pretty much the same with a with a few safety tweaks um it might just be worthwhile keeping Hass in this in the sport for an extra year just because it's it's not going to cost the same amount of money as getting it like a whole new car built for them that's true and by now uh grosjean would have crashed like six chassis so that's got to <laughs> save a penny I was, gonna, I was gonna say that their front wing budget is monumentally lower than it has been for the last few years yeah, he's been through eighteen road cars, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but if they yeah, start all you doing have to do is reset. <laughs> <laughs> but if they start doing back to back, like two races a weekend or something like that, how many wings are they going to have to take to a, a, each track? Well, they're going to have to build like a factory at the track <laughs> to manufacture yeah. wings for Grosjean. The amount of wings they're going to need, like the, you, you're going to have to um, work it out in airports. They'll have to take seven airports with them. <laughs> and somehow, somehow, somewhere, some way, it'll all be Marcus Ericsson's fault. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that, that, is, that is about the, uh, the extent of the news that we've got at the minute, really, isn't it? I can't. Pretty yeah, Eddie much. Jordan's gone a bit mental. Did anyone see that? Jo- what, only just? Gone a, gone this a is bit news. mental. <laughs> yeah, it, it, Eddie Jordan's completely lost the plot. He says that Honda, Mercedes, and Renault are going to pull out of Formula One within the next two years. Yeah, but the weird thing is, he has a habit of being right about these things. He does, yeah. He's he's nuts, but he's usually quite accurate. Um, Don't forget, my my guess for the the future of Formula One was 
that the your big manufacturer will go to Formula E because it's really cheap and they they and they get the same sort of exposure, and Formula One would turn into the independent, so almost like garage Easter teams again. It looks like it's going to be Formula Ferrari if Eddie Jordan's correct. But he's what he's basically said is that he believes that Lawrence Stroll has so much money that he'll just buy the Brackley team when Mercedes decide they've had enough and do whatever he wants with uh, with the Racing Point team. Maybe a you know like a like a B team, much like Red Bull. And uh, he thinks that uh, Stroll is way too invested now in the sport because he. Um, you know, he's bought basically a team and renamed it after buying a car company with the same name. And that, yeah, worked, he, that he, worked really well for Tony Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's so, exactly. Yeah, he's so he's so deep into it that he's he's got to go full on. Is is Eddie Jordan's um, sort of way of thinking? But he uh, he reckons Mercedes, Honda, and Renault are going to pull out. If I'm wrong, that leaves you with Ferrari being the only engine supplier. <laughs> Well, I guess by, by that point, Stroll could... could Stroll buys Ferrari. I was yeah. going to say, Stroll could, could get Aston Martin to make an engine. Because he, he's got Mercedes making them for him at the moment. Yeah, I mean, he owns, in the, in he the, owns the race team and the car I brand. Gonna, I was going to say, in the race cars as well as the road cars. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, I'm sure they could pop out an engine or two if they, if they so needed. Stunt silence? Porsche have just pulled out of DTM as well, haven't they? I thought it was Audi. Yeah. Was it Audi? Yeah. I've lost track. Oh, somebody has. Someone yeah. has. So I they think, have the capacity. They I could think do Porsche something. and Audi haven't they? Porsche pulled out like uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week, and Audi pulled out today or yesterday. One of them pulled out today or yesterday. That sounds about right because it's pretty much just BMW now, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, there's a German brand could come in. It sounds like there's a few going spare. Yeah, uh, Audi apparently pulled out three hours ago. Oh. Monday news, people. Monday news. <laughs> it catches us by surprise. Yeah, not used, not used to this. I'm used to looking things up on Tuesday and then uh, sticking a jump cut in. Ha. Yeah. This is this because it's famous, isn't it, for having a. Tuesday news, yeah. Formula One, <laughs> motorsport in general. Yeah. Nobody works on a Monday in this motorsport world. But now everybody's working from home. Nobody's got an excuse not to work on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that I think that that about covers everything that's uh, come through this week. So I guess that means it is time. Uh, I'm just going to do a quick shout out here for Galactic Hitchhiker to update his spreadsheet because it's probably total shunt time. Nah. Oh, a quick Ooh. shout out as well. Who was it that made the three legs, four wheels uh, decals for the uh, iRacing car that I'm using? Oh, yeah, that was uh, Leo Perez. Thank you thank you for that, Leo. I'm, I'm using that one as well. I just haven't raced an MX-5 since you sent it through, but I might actually do that this week. Yeah, I like I'm the racing... colour scheme you went with, Lee. Yeah, it's lovely. It's, yeah, uh, well, I'm racing that until I, get, until I get better. I'm also dipping my toe in the Dallara and... Um, I bought the, is it a, a BMW M8? Is that is that? Am yeah, I the M8's right? okay. They kind of nerfed it. Um, the RSR is really sort of the the, the faster one. Although damn, the 488 is the easier one to drive. But, oh um, damn it! This <laughs> conversation so needed to happen before you made purchases. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, it looks so pretty. <laughs> all I'm all I'm saying is I am happy with my Skip Barber F2000. Yeah, those are but fun. What? I, are you doing the F3? 
Um, not yet. I'm just I'm just staying on the skippies for the time being. But if anybody fancies designing me a, a livery for the skip barber, um, based around Iron Maiden, I would be more than happy with that because my my attempts so far have been nothing short of terrible. Done. And I, I and I, I am got, requesting. I <laughs> and I am I am requesting a livery for the Delara and the BMW, please. <laughs> okay, so you're saying Delara? Are you talking about the F3 or the IndyCar or? Oh, the the sorry, the IndyCar. Okay, the IndyCar um, IR18. Uh, whichever one they use for Delara Dash is what I'm okay. using. Okay. Are you just I requesting? The... Are you just Did requesting you say... a livery? No specific theme. I know. I'd like it personal, personalized for my good self. That's right. still quite a liberal brief. I feel. Order. I, I would have gone. Yeah, for, no, that's. I would have gone I'm going to give some creative freedom. Also, I would think if the Isle of Man had racing colours, it would be red, white, and gold. I'd think. It would and be. Maybe yes. a three, maybe a three legs of man on it wouldn't go amiss. Like the old um, red, white, and gold lotuses, then. That was a beautiful livery. Mm. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. That with some... It was the first um, sponsorship, was it, I think, in Formula One? Uh, yes, Gold it was. Leaf. Gold, Gold Leaf Tobacco, was it on Graham Hill's car? Mm. Yeah. That was also the car where they stuck on the weird-looking wings. It was the first time they started <laughs> using front wings, and they just sort of, like, yeah. just glued them to the side of the, <laughs> of the intake <laughs> pod. <laughs> yeah. And also, was that uh, they, they, they did? Um, they, they used to do IndyCar back then as well. The Indy 500 as part of the Grand Prix circuit back then. Mm-hmm. Part, it was part of the World Championship, but you only got about three yeah. one drivers in it. So, so when are oh, we doing right. an iRacing uh, three legs, four wheels race race night? I'm ready. I'm re- I'm ready now. Let's go <laughs> <laughs> right now. I can't do it tonight, but uh, you've got you've got yeah, you've got you've got some questions to ask, Lou. You don't do it just yet. Um, as soon as I get my as soon as I get my rig set up. <laughs> so we'll be we'll end for this weekend, and Chris, you'll be joining us in about November. <laughs> uh, if you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about another one this weekend? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't have anything Sunday. I'd l- yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Sunday we'll uh, we'll pick a time. We'll put it on Facebook. We'll put it on Twitter, and we'll announce it on. Uh, on Discord as well because we've got the got the iRacing uh, iRacing chat room on there. Sounds good. So, Today's yeah. uh, this week's the Indy 250. I'll be racing a. Uh, I, I run with a league that is made up of basically the entire Southwest region um, karting community, which is some of the is basically the biggest, fastest karting community in in North America. And uh, we run a series every every week, but we're doing an Indy 250 event on Thursday night, which should be good fun. Oh, Christian Gardner says, skip barbers tomorrow, anytime, literally. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll ping you a message later, Christian. We'll see if we can organise a race session tomorrow outside of this one. But we'll try, we'll try three legs, four wheels, track day at the weekend. Um, right, as I was saying, Galactic Hitchhiker on, uh, on our Discord is actually making a spreadsheet of every Who's a Total shunt that we've done since we started it on, I think, show 89. Good Lord. But, so it's been going for... What's, what what number show is this? Two hundred and forty uh, something. Two hundred and forty eight. Wow. So there's been a lot of total shunts. Well, there's been quite a few total shunts and a lot of uh, Ben Collins and Lightning McQueen. <laughs> and uh, but he's, he's, and he, what was the what's the what was the one we all swore at the time? Was it Mario or something like that? Uh, yes, it, yeah, it was Mario. In fact, that was. Let me just let me just bring his. Uh, 
bring his post up from earlier because it was there on the. Uh, where's the list? We um, he's only sent a partial list in so far, but we did Mario. I don't know if you were listening back there, back there, Matt. But it, we we got really angry at whoever sent in Mario as a total shunt. It, <laughs> it was it was episode ninety four, and now all episodes are available on Spotify because I did some tweaking, so you can go back and listen to how bad we were five years ago. <laughs> Oh, I'll have to check that out. I like it when it's like the third crank bolt on like a DFV motor or something. Yeah. Yeah, we've had one for like non-human that. shunts. Yeah, I'm really hoping tonight's isn't. So, Lee, whose is this week's buy? Uh, sorry, just listen. I'm still looking for a pad. We assumed that so was gonna, padding, was it pad. not? We've been padding for the last to... fucking Hang hour. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've changed I've my mind this. on the one oh. I want to use. <laughs> I've got this. Uh, you're talking about crank bolts on uh, on DFE uh, engines, Matt. Uh, you're rebuilding a race car slowly. Not anymore. That's been that's been ah, shed from my life. I have it. I had too much time. Yeah, so was that was it a Formula, an old Formula Ford. Yes, it was actually three old Formula Fords uh, from a, a Lexus. So Russell Alexis was the very first Formula Ford uh, in 1968, I believe, and then. Yeah. Um, uh, it got moved over to uh, Alexis in 1969, or was it 60? I forget. I'm not a total shunt guy. Uh, <laughs> I'm terrible at these. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, Formula Ford built from from we nearly finished a full car, uh, sold the other two, and just sold the last one about two months ago. Nice. So, yeah. Do they still get raced, or is it, is it just are they just showroom pieces now, museum pieces? Oh, they get raced. Yeah, there's Vara here in North America, and so they 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 run them all. Actually, uh, two of them went to a racer up in uh, the Bay Area, who will be uh, building it up and doing that. And then the other one is actually going back to its original owner in Michigan, who's going to turn it into a Formula B car, um, uh, which was what a lot of the Formula Fords became, uh, with slightly wider suspension and a bigger motor with a dual overhead cam and a little quicker. Pretty cool. Nice. Oh, let, let us know. Uh, let us know how that uh, how that pans out. That's cool. Right, Lee, are you there now? I'm here. Right. Sorry, I just checked. Um, this one is for from Turan Cameron. <laughs> Why is it always a name we know you've said wrong? Is it Taran? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, we're, renaming, we're, we're renaming this from Who's a Turtle Shunt into Lee's Name Liquidizer. It's part I, I know, of it. I know of I'm, it. I'm one of those people. I, I do I do struggle reading out loud. I always have done. I, it's it's some some people are, are storytellers where they'll pick up a book, children gather around them, and they will regale them with a tale. I'm not that person. So. <laughs> Johan Smiter. Smiter. John Smith. Ah. I've I've always had trouble with names. Yeah, it's like I think it's I think it's a dyslexia thing. Reading names and spelling numbers are cunts. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> so here's a hint: if you want, if you want Lee to get really confused when you're sending your total shunt in, spell your name with a capital four. <laughs> <laughs> I was born. Yay! In Greece. Oh. Oh. We normally get a year. There I was are born in Greece. 
there are conflicting reports uh, uh, on my year of birth, such as there is no recorded date. So, so it could be pr- it could be Prince Philip. I think Prince Philip has an official date of birth. I think it's just how many deaths he's up to that there's a bit of confusion over. What? Is it what caused? No, he's had at least four this year. <laughs> um, if, if Tuesday news is Prince Philip's dead, Paul's got some editing to do. <laughs> yeah, can we... Can we uh... After the Boris Johnson incident. <laughs> <laughs> Which never made the show, thankfully. <laughs> He's fine. He's back at work now. It's all right. It's, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so, Greek of uncertain age. I made my Formula reckon? One debut in 1997. And right, this is hard. So I'm going to say, that just to, to give it like a slight helping, what you were talking about about five minutes ago is the reason you're getting this total shunt. Something that was said. The second crank bolt on a dfv <laughs> paul you have no idea how close you are to i the feel truth. like we are looking at a brand Mario. or a thing <laughs> rather than a, a being i was going to ask does matt know anything i can't think of anything of greek origin that would have been in formula one especially in the late 90s Yogurt. Right, yeah. I, I don't know. I, f- I feel like with the no no birth date, it's like an event or something, but that would still have a date. As I, I don't know. I'll, I'll yeah. wait till the spaffer. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got nothing. Um, I mean, something started in Greece without a definitive date is the Olympics. The Olympics. <laughs> Which doesn't involve motorsport. Democracy. There isn't any of that in Formula One. I was going to say, is that when they started? I was going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Is that when Ferrari got their veto and they called it democracy? Well, well, what scientific method? (laughs) What made its debut in Formula One in 1997 was that when Bridgestone came into Formula One. Um, Bridgestone, uh, a number of things. There was there was a slight rule change, wasn't there, coming in in ninety seven? So we could be looking at some sort of like very ancient piece of technology that Formula One's got. Ah, oh, we should definitely use this. Run with the word ancient. Jackie Stewart. <laughs> Stewart Racing made the debut in ninety seven. Was he born in Greece? I have a sneaking suspicion he's Scottish. To my knowledge, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hurry you for a guess. That's an ancient Greek tartan that he usually wears. Right, what, what are we doing here? Um, I, we're passing. Olive oil? Rubber? <laughs> what else is Greek? Rubber is Scottish, isn't it, I think? Rubber. It's, it's as Greek as Jackie Stewart. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> um, Mastercard. That'll do. <laughs> yeah, Mastercard. What? Yeah. The Mastercard well, no, World of Team fair. was the other team that started in 1997. Right. Okay. It was. It was. Clue number four. I think that's for the best. I think clue number four is for the best. Uh, prior to my debut, I had no previous motorsport affiliation or appearances. 
Okay. My friend <laughs> at age... What? <laughs> Ricardo Rossi. He drove a Mastercar Lola once. <laughs> um, my friend and aide Gabriel also appeared alongside me. <laughs> it's gone quiet. It's, it's gone bizarre. Now wait, hang on a second. Gabriel is a the Archangel Gabriel. Are we thinking of some driver who was Greek Orthodox? There was never a Greek Orthodox driver before 1997. No, I don't think so. Not until I'm not hugely up that's, on drivers' religions. <laughs> but then again, this is total shunt, So next, clue. I have nothing to offer. I, de I debuted on British TV one day before my Formula One debut at the British Grand Prix. Don't all come at me with your guesses at once. Don't worry, we won't. This is weird. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Yuri Geller used to do his predictions on ITV in 1997 when they took over. Oh, is he, is he Greek? Was, is Yuri Geller born in Greece? Or I thought he was Israeli. I was going to say, I, I thought he was Israeli. Generically Eastern European. <laughs> <laughs> but at the moment. But then he is. But his TV debut wasn't the day before the British Grand Prix because he was on TV in the 80s. I'm old enough to remember he was on TV in the 70s. Well, okay. Can you just have the TV debut again? Was that an actual, the actual TV debut or the Formula One TV debut? Uh, it's uh, my my debut on British television was one day before my Formula One debut at the British Grand Prix. Right, so we can rule out Yuri Geller <laughs> because he made he made Scotland miss a penalty in Euro '96 and talked about it on TV. Of course, he did. Well, while he was flying above Wembley in a helicopter. Fuck it. You're forgetting about all the bending spoons that he did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the spoon bending has a huge bearing on whether or not he is a total shunt. Well, also let's let's Lee said ancient was a was uh -huh. a keyword. Yeah, that's what's throwing me a little. Hmm. Yeah, Do we have uh, to guess here? Are we that far in now? That was number six, wasn't Fuck. it? Lee. Yes, yeah, yeah. I need another. I need a clue. That's why I said, "Don't all come at me with your guesses at once." Oh man, Olympus. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> it's just coming out with anything Greek now. Yeah. Zeus. <laughs> that's ancient. That's Greek. It is. Yeah, the key is Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> Entered for one race, didn't make the 107%. Team got knocked out. <laughs> so slow that they didn't even get mentioned on TV. <laughs> Anyone got anything else? Anyone got anything? Anyone? No, nothing at the no. moment. I will... I. How else can I help you? I've been trying to wrap my brains in another way of helping you. The only thing I can say is that like, as far as, you know, like, out-of-the-box thinking, we're not just talking out-of-the-box thinking here. We're talking, like... Out of the box, out of the country thinking. So it's somebody who's who was born in Greece, but probably raced under a license from a totally different country. I'm not should convinced we're looking for a person. 
I should probably not think of drivers. Yeah, I think we're looking for a brand or a, a label or or a person, oh, but okay. not a driver. Not person. a driver person. Interesting. Mm. Man, but that ancient one—that ancient thing's throwing me. Or, or like, was there ever like a, a demigod that drove an F one? <laughs> Bernie like Eccleston did enter two Grand Prix in 1958 and is ancient. Yeah, you <laughs> are ancient. the cl- you, genuinely you are the closest so far. Oh, Bernie Eccleston. <laughs> <laughs> is it an? Wait, I'm thinking now that it's like a sponsor named after something from Greek mythology. Oh. <gasps> Like some kind of like a sponsor or a, or a manufacturer of some part. Like I, you know, like I was thinking of tire manufacturers, things like that. But not, you know, Michelin, um, Firestone, none of those would would be any connection to that. But like some no. sponsorship, some some something, a product that I, is named I'm, after something. I'm with ancient you. I, I think we're looking for a, a brand name, but yeah, yeah, I'm that's got, as far as I've got. <laughs> completely stuck on what. Yeah, I think Olympus camera is about as good as I can offer. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> that, that, that ticks all the boxes. Should we go for that one then? Yeah, Olympus yeah, camera. Have Olympus. To. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I was unable to assist my drivers as they scored zero points on my debut. Unable to assist them. Ah. Number eight, yeah. I have thought. I am thought to have been responsible for over 40,000 deaths. Crikey. A particularly unpopular brand of Greek cigarettes? I, I, number nine, I have no idea. I, I get the rest of the clues, but I don't. I don't actually get this one. I died in two thousand and one in Japan after refusing treatment. What? <laughs> but I, I feel over the last couple of questions together, like some sort of group therapy session, that we've made progress. Unfortunately, I feel that that clue might have sent us back. So, it, it, well, I would, I would proceed. I would think that that would mean like a sponsor that went out of business in yeah. 2001 or something, like filed for bankruptcy. After refusing nobody, a, yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah, the, like a, a Japanese, maybe a Japanese brand tried to buy them out. Right. What was the one well, before? Olympus Lee? is a camera. So, Lee, yeah. what was the what was the thing before? Number, Number eight. seven. Number eight, please. Uh, Number eight, uh, I'm thought to have been responsible for over 40,000 deaths. Olympus cameras aren't that badly made. Right. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, they are, they are not that brutal, no. <laughs> my mum used to have one and that never exploded on her. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wasn't, uh, when were cigarettes uh, banned, cigarette advertising banned? Was that 2001? Yeah. So maybe a cigarette manufacturer, like cigarette brand. Um, yeah, that's not a bad that one. That is a good shout. What cigarette brands do sort of synonymous with Formula One? Can't, can't imagine it being Marlboro because no, no. nothing Greek there. That's all American. Because they're still yeah. advertising in Formula One. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, yes. not, not officially. Um, 
Yeah. Right. Um, Galois, uh, Jitan, Mild uh, Seven. Mild, Mild Seven was only was a Japanese brand. Mild Seven Camel. Um, five 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 Lucky Strikes. They were on the BARs uh, at, the same, in, at the same time. Yeah, Lucky Strikes. Yeah, Ninety Seven. Um, uh, Benton and Hedges. No, I don't. Benton Hedges was on the Jordan in '96. Yeah, it was. What's this well, shit also, about the mascot? Also, wasn't it though? alcohol as well? Alcohol was banned as well only, in 2001. Only in France. Only in France. Okay. But yeah, what's the what's the thing about like the mascot appearing on like on TV? Hmm. Mm-hmm. How is that? How are we tying this? Are we yeah, thinking think- like a giant fucking like London Marathon style cigarette dancing up and down the pit lane? I think even in 1997 that might have been a bit. Eh. Yeah, cause I don't, yeah, because I mean, cigarette advertising has been banned on TV since the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Um, responsible the 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 whole being responsible for forty thousand deaths thing. That was was is Neptune Greek god of the sea. Neptune is Roman. The Greek one was Poseidon. Ah, Poseidon. And his adventure, okay. his adventure was responsible for a dance like more than 40,000 people leaving cinemas. <laughs> Flood's not in the right house, but he's in the right town. Hmm. So, I mean, so we're going Greek so gods. We're going then. with gods, right? What have we got? Apollo. That's Roman. Ignore me. Um, would you would you like your tenth would you like your tenth question? Yeah, oh, bollocks, yeah probably. Uh, the team I was affiliated with completed their final season in Formula One in 1997. So this was a short-lived venture. We're back to Mastercard. <laughs> <laughs> was my is, was Midas ever associated with the team in in um in Formula One? Midas is an auto auto parts, uh, an American yeah. auto parts uh, store. Let me give you a spaffer before you go down this road. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that means no. <laughs> do you know what? I nearly read the answer then instead of the spaffer. And we probably uh, still I'm wouldn't like, notice if you did. We probably still wouldn't get it. <laughs> I, I was born approximately three thousand BC and killed a cyclops. Oh. Which one killed the Cyclops? Oh, Hercules, right? Perseus, wasn't it? Rusty on my Greek mythology. I didn't there's probably, that there's probably a, a ton mythology. of like mythology buffs that are screaming at their at their radio right now. I'm I am refusing <laughs> to turn around and look at Discord just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At at this point, I, I I'll t- I'd take two answers. I would take a name or an object. What? Who killed the Cyclops? Oh man, I feel like I, I need to know this. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Marley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I got nothing. I'm out. And we I, had the Spaffer too. This, this is, is yeah. This yeah. is this is the older yeah. part of ancient this shows Greek. How this is not my area. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm out too. I can't. I can't. I don't know. No, me neither. Just are we tapping out? Yeah. Well, you can thank this. That you can thank this for the whole. I like the ones which is like a nut on a on a car on a joint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
today I am the side pod of the 19... Uh, sorry, what, what year is it? 97. Of the 1997 Tyrrell, which had Xena Warrior Princess on the side Fucking of it. Oh, my Gosh. God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought we'd plumbed the depths with Mario and Sonic. Oh, now, I nearly said Tyrrell as well because they beca- they became TWR arrows, I think, after '97. Ah, no, somebody said no, Hercules. No, Ty- Tyrrell became Tyrrell became BAR. Tyrrell became so, BAR. Of course, did it. Fo- sorry, footwork yeah. became TWR arrows. Yeah. Even if we had known it was Xena, we would have had no clue how that related no. to. And what <laughs> I, was the deal about about the the? They didn't score any points, so it wasn't useful. Uh, they they didn't score any points in uh, Silverstone when when it was on the side of the car. Oh, got it. Yeah, because the first episode. But, was I mean, on one TV could argue the that delivery before. doesn't really help you unless you're it's red. No, uh, <laughs> or papaya. <laughs> that, ah. that was um, somebody's just sent us a picture of the Tyrrell at <laughs> uh, the wrong race. That was tough. That was. That was that was ridiculously hard. Thank you for sending that in. If you want to send a total shunt in, how would you go about doing it? You can send me a private message on Instagram, uh, or you can do the same thing on Twitter at a total shunt. And if you want to get hold of the rest of us, we're all on Twitter. Uh, the show is at Three Legs Four Wheels. Same on Facebook and Instagram as well. And individually, we are at Sean Cowper, at Flood Twenty One, and Matt, you are. Uh, I'm on Twitch. Uh, Lightning McMufflin on Twitch. <laughs> that is cool. And of course, if you're old school, you can you can email us three legs four wheels at gmail dot com. Um, quick reminder on the latest Formula Lee challenge: it is a lap of Baku in the dry in the 2019 MP Motorsports F2 car. And we may have some good Formula Lee news coming up in the not too distant future. But I can't say can't say anything just Keep yet. Keep your ears pinned back for that. And now seen another picture of the car without Xena Warrior Princess on there. We'll have to do some more <laughs> research on this. Um, we will be back next week with... I ain't got a bloody clue. Whatever the hell's going. Yeah, whatever happens between now and then. Um, thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for listening. And massive thank you to Matt for uh, joining us this week. It's been it's been great having you on. And just want to say again, thanks for all your help that you've given me on uh, iRacing so far. Oh, my pleasure. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if anyone's still uh, still listening on Discord on the live stream, we'll be jumping on the Discord chat in a couple of minutes. Um, other than that, we'll see you next week. Stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. 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 Bye.